Hello and welcome to a very special 3rd of July edition of the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Brandon. What is the significance of the 3rd of July? Coming to you live in your ears on the 3rd of July. It's the significance is it's the day before America's birthday. Oh, right. Well, Brandon, our listeners might not know this since we released the new episode last week, but this is our first time in the recording chair together for in like three or four weeks. It's been a while. Crazy, huh? This is our longest break yet since we've started. This is episode 45 of the Tennis Podcast and normally on this show, Mr. Brandon and I try to guess each other's top 10 lists, but this week we're going to break from format because for the second time in our show's history, we are going to answer questions submitted by listeners and boy, oh boy, we got some good ones. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, we have over 30 questions that we're going to answer today. Some are great and some suck, but we're going to answer them anyway. We're getting grilled. Yeah, we're getting grilled. People are getting in our personal space. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, before we uh, dive in though, Brandon, why don't you tell us uh, about your personal space? What are your plans for the fourth? I have zero plans. Oh, wait. No, I don't have zero plans. I have some plans. I'm taking children. Well, one child is mine and the other is... Stranger. uh, My nephew. Oh, okay. To see the Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, good. In the morning. And then in the evening, avoiding fireworks because they drive children and they drive children mad and they drive uh, dogs and babies sad. Here's the deal about fireworks. Fireworks on the 4th of July, fine. Like, cool. I can deal with it. It's the two weeks before and after the 4th where there's fireworks. I'm like, come on. I'll give, I'll give people a one-day leeway on July 5th because in case you didn't blow them all on the day before, which by the way, if you're buying enough fireworks that you can't blow them all in one night, might be a problem. After July 5th, if you're blowing fireworks, you're an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Are you sorry you're that you're not sorry? Sorry, not sorry. Some of the kids say that. They say they're sorry and then... Holy shit. Did you just say some of the kids? They immediately say that they're not sorry. See, they're actually sorry about the fact that they are not sorry. You're con- you go through a whole range of emotions in those three words. It's very clever. Well, for the 14 people in the world that get mad at me for making fun of your age, I point to this as justification this last 30 seconds. Brandon, what we're doing here today now is we asked our loyal listeners to submit questions to us and they did that. They did it on Facebook, they did it on Twitter, Instagram, and over email. Mm-hmm. You can follow us, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 10ishpod. I have over 30 questions today. Brandon may have seen these off and on, but I don't think he's seen a full list compiled, but I have it here. So, what I'm trying to say is... I saw very little of it. Yeah, and I, I compiled the list and all I did is just copy and paste. So, I have the list of questions, but... The takeaway here is neither myself or Brandon have put any thought into these questions before right now. Nor will I. So, you're, <laughs> I, will, I refuse to put thought into this question even while answering the question. Mm-hmm. You're getting a doy-doy today. Uh, so, we're going to answer these questions in real time off the top of our heads. <laughs> Prepare to be amazed. Uh, I have a, have a good mix of good, deep questions, funny, stupid questions. And let's start with a funny, stupid, light question. Ready? You're calling this person's question stupid? Yeah. This came from Twitter from the Not Your Real Dads podcast. Sorry, dads. They want to know, what's your top 10-ish shoes? 
Get it? Tennis uh-huh. shoes? Well, I actually do have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. Do you want another answer? Are they white shoes and do you wear tall white socks up to your knees in them? No. They're or new- sandals with socks. They're a new balance, which I think might be an old man shoe. I don't think they look like old man shoes. They're new balance. I, I buy just the exact same pair of shoes over and over just in different colors like when they run out and it's the 574 is the model number. You know, I'm just going to go on a limb and I don't think Not Your Real Dad's podcast really gave a shit what our favorite shoes are. I think they just- Well, they just (laughs) found out. They shouldn't have asked. I think they just wanted to make this clever joke. Well, guess who just got out clever dads from a real dad? (laughs) Here's another one from Ian H on Facebook. He wants to know, if you could dispense one condiment from your belly button for the rest of your life, what would it be? I know my answer. Is, well, I- I bet you know my answer. I don't know, probably something to put on a hot dog, you pig. No, it's campfire sauce from Red Robin. Oh, yeah. Well, do I have to deal with like cleanup around the yeah. area? I assume so. You, I, yeah, there's going to be Is cleanup. it constantly dribbling or is it just when I want it to come out? It, well, the word is dispense. So, I'm going to assume you have to like press on your belly and that okay. will squirt out the condiment okay. from the belly button. I don't think it's a constant dribble except for like right after you use it. You know, you might have uh-huh. to, you know, take a napkin to it. So, campfire sauce is a good answer because it is so rare. If someone who said ketchup because they really love ketchup, that'd still be stupid because you can get ketchup on any table. <laughs> yeah. yep. I think I would have to say barbecue sauce. Like a really oh, come good- come on. You can get barbecue sauce. Not, the, not like my favorite barbecue sauces. <sighs> Which is what? That's a secret. A secret <laughs> okay. recipe. Campfire sauce is a Red Robin specialty and to my knowledge, they do not sell it in stores or anything. I bet you could find out how to make your own. I don't want to. If you go to- I don't want to find out. Let's kidnap a cook from Red Robin and make him make or write down how to make campfire sauce. What about the smell factor? From kidnapping the cook? Oh, I've moved on from that. Did you want to dwell on that for a little bit? No. Okay. What kind of smell- like sauces and condiments have smells. Do you like always smell like that condiment? Yeah, barbecue sauce smells great. I think that I think that would be fine. I might put a start putting a dab of that behind my ears every day. <laughs> what about like relish? If you were <laughs> dispense relish from your belly button, I think you'd be okay with dill relish. I think sweet relish would start stinking. Or like sriracha sauce. That stuff would like burn your skin too a little bit. Yeah, and that's. You have to imagine that if you weren't paying attention or if you got bumped and some accidentally got dispensed, that you'd have to deal with a mess of whatever it is from your belly button straight down, which could be dangerous depending upon the heat or mm. abrasiveness of the of the condiment. The heat and abrasiveness. Tabasco sauce would be a bad one for your belly button. And what's the green stuff um, when you're eating sushi? Oh, uh, wasabi? Yeah, wasabi. Hot guacamole. That <laughs> stuff dripping down would be a fire hazard. Yeah. For your crotch. Speaking of fire hazards for our crotch, uh, Jen M from Facebook wants to know, how long have we known each other and <clears throat> have you been friends for a while? <laughs> I'll let you go first. How long have we known each other? Hmm. Known or known of? 
I was aware that you existed in the world for probably like maybe a, a few months or a year before I started working with you. So, maybe I'm aware of your existence in the world. You could have been created in a lab sometime before seven years ago. Was it seven years ago? It was about that time, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Brandon and I met each other at work. He was the custodian in the... Uh, circus. In the circus, right. And uh, we knew of each other before we started talking to one another. And when... He was trapped. He was in a cage uh, mm-hmm. with a collar uh, around his neck that was uh, attached. A chain was attached to a small gorilla. And we started talking through the bars of his of his cage. So, yeah, we met seven, eight years ago. I left the circus that Brandon worked at and I got a new job at a new circus. <laughs> and then... Brand new big top. Yeah, brand new big top, new bigger, better circus. And then I got Brandon a job at the new circus and now we still work together every single day. It's so fun. We couldn't bear to be apart. And here's the deal. I bought a house a few years ago in the city we live in. And Brandon bought a house right across the street from me. And then when I moved like a year ago, a few months after that, Brandon moved again to be closer to me. And I'm not making this up. Actually, you are making the order of the second one up to serve your evil purposes again, just like the hot dog shit. Because uh, I moved first to our current homes. I moved first. There are a limited number of places in the area where you could move for like a new home. And you move to one of those places, which does happen to be near where I live. So, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here and you still want to uh, take that benefit and cut my throat with it. I think people will know by the end of this episode which one of us is more honest than the other. And it's me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not your real dads again. They're the ones that asked the tennis shoes question. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, They have another question and they want to know, what is our favorite, what is each of our favorite episode of the Tennis Podcast so far? I'm going to have to cheat and look at a list of them. Well, while you're doing that, by the way, you can just go to TennisPod.com slash episodes to see a full list of our entire archive. But I know off the top of my head, the one that comes to mind for me and that is episode number uh, 27, which is best-selling video game consoles of all time. And the reason I like that one, that was my list. Uh, the research for that was really enjoyable and there was so many surprises on that list. I would call that one of the more surprising lists we've done. I'm still looking. And the Seinfeld episode was fun too. Oh, you know what? I take it back. You know what my favorite episode is? Brandon Bloopers. Yeah, that actually probably is my favorite. Uh, I really liked the Google search monsters. I liked researching that a lot. I like talking about weird things and I'm going to try to find more weird things to talk about in the future. I want to get weirder. Okay, great. Well, if you haven't listened to Brandon Bloopers yet, it's between episode 40 and 41 in the feed. You should go check it out because it might be the most important documented audio in human history. It's up there at least. Mm-hmm. Brandon, Ivan from Facebook wants to know and Ivan is the host of the Alternate Endings podcast. Have you heard of this podcast? I haven't. It's a it's a podcast that's half audiobook, half podcast, they call it. And it's because the first episode is an original story about the end of the world, like a different scenario for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode is the hosts doing a roundtable discussion on the real 
impacts of that story if it were real. That sounds great. Yeah, so it's cool podcast, alternate endings podcast. But Ivan wants to know, what's the most surprising thing that comes to mind for each of you from the list that you've covered? The, like the most surprising fact or something I've yeah, learned? Yeah, like think, think of the research you've done and I put done in quotation marks. <laughs> think of the research you've done and what is the thing that stands out to you most that's, that surprised you? Is it how much, how many uh, butt jokes we snuck in? I want to say that almost everything that came out of the worst president's episode was news to me. Uh, a lot of stuff that I'd never heard before. Yeah, so off the top of my head here, I'm going to say um, I mentioned how much I liked the video game consoles episode. It really, really surprised me how little presence Nintendo had in the top 10 of that list. Because of Sony, right? If I remember right, it was because PlayStation's dominated. PlayStation dominates, yeah. And uh, as a Nintendo kid growing up, more so than a PlayStation kid, I just assumed Super Nintendo or N64 would be like in the top two or three and they're not. And there's only one Nintendo TV console in the top 10, if I recall. Uh, so, that really surprised me. I agree with you about the President's episode. I'm still riding high on all my Jack Nicholson anecdotes and facts. What a scary, terrifying man he is still. <laughs> Listener of the show. Uh, the most Googled people episode was interesting because neither of us knew of any of those people. <laughs> I was somewhat familiar, we're somewhat familiar with Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande, but I can't, uh, I still have trouble telling which one is which. I think they're actually the same girl, they're just wearing different outfits. Have you seen the Black Mirror episode with Miley Cyrus? Nope. I want you to watch it just to see how disappointing it is. Isn't it bad? For the Black Mirror franchise. Black Mirror has such a great track record of really thought-provoking, interesting, dark, at times funny but in a good way episodes and this just totally missed the mark. You didn't feel like you're watching Black Mirror at all. Was it supposed to be funny or creepy or both? Um, both but it was also supposed to be... It reminded me and I've seen other people say this, it reminded me of like a teen, a Nickelodeon movie aimed for teenagers. Like one of those Disney shows like Waverly Place or you know those like uh, shows you're peripherally aware of on Disney Channel that are for teens. Yeah, that the just introduced them to the like the very basic concept that comedy is a thing that exists. Now, this isn't it. This is training wheels for your brain. Like I think feel like if your kid is old enough to watch one of those shows, they should just watch a real show. I was watching Seinfeld since I was eight years old. And it didn't fuck you up at all. Um, hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, did we answer that question? I think we did, right? What was the question again? Most surprising fact from your research on this show. It has to be the president stuff. I'm very into history but I had never taken the time to dive into those, to all the presidents that way. Uh, I think at this point, I have a pretty good understanding of most of them now. You're calling yourself an expert? Yeah, I'm calling myself a historian. After one episode, okay, got it. That was Worst Presidents. Uh, I'm looking at the list now. It's episode 33 if you want to listen to that. So, the next question is not your real dads who can't get enough of us. Oh, these dads are up our asses. What is your favorite running joke from the show? I didn't know we had running jokes. I just thought you kept... Uh, yeah. I thought you kept being a butthole to me. Well, I think the run my favorite running consistent truth is that you... Uh, the show Sidekick Coast. Mm-mm. You know, I think, you, you know, you disagree, but I think the listeners out there, they know. They're nodding right now. They're nodding along with me. 
Um, and it's not a bad thing to be the sidekick coach. You should be proud of that. You should be proud for your contributions to the show. It's like not every player on the foosball team can be the star quarterback, right? There's lots of supporting players. Same with acting in movies. There's a, there's a star, one or two stars, and then a bunch of supporting players. And the supporting players need to be there to make the movie. You said one or two stars. This is a, a movie with one star. What was the question again? Your favorite running joke from this oh, My show. favorite running joke. Well, besides that hilarious one that minimizes my contribution, <laughs> I still laugh every time we talk about a butt. Big butt, small butt, fat butt, gross butt, old butt, president butt, bumble butt. Yep. All of the butts. No, I love it. Yeah, can't get enough. Can't get enough butts. But I know what my real answer is now. You ready? No, I, w- I don't want to talk about peanut butter. It's the goddamn peanut butter joke, Brandon. But it's not a joke. It's an alternate universe talking point. Because in this universe, we're going to remind everyone real quick. In this universe, all facets of water, including the water in your faucet, the water in the ocean, the water that comes out of your sprinkler. The water the wa- in the cells in your body. The water... <laughs> Well, we don't. That we got to decide on that. Oh shit! Now your body is seventy percent peanut butter. <laughs> is the is your saliva peanut butter? You are literally a nutty buddy. <laughs> well, let's talk about this because we've never said for certain whether or not internally peanut butter replaces water. Is that the case? It must. But <laughs> is it actually water in your body or like a element? It's water. Like That's why you have. Your body is sef- <laughs> at least 70% water. If there's one thing I learned Well, to from, be fair, I think yours is 70% airport hot dogs. But. If there's one thing I learned from elementary school life science, it is that if your body was a vessel viewed from the side, you would have little blue wavy lines a little more than two-thirds of the way to the top and a little graphic that says that your body is 70% water. And that's real water. So, if it's real peanut butter or so if peanut butter is water, then you got to be made out of a bunch of peanut butter. Well, then think about how much of an effort it would take to just walk and run because you're so weighed down by the peanut butter. I'm rolling my eyes so hard that my face hurts. (laughs) That's my favorite running joke because the possibilities and the scenarios are endless. Everybody would look like Clayface from Batman. But if that's all we'd known all this time, it would be normal. It wouldn't be weird. You know what I mean? It only seems weird because it's a change from the water-based history that we have. But if it, it had always been peanut butter from the very beginning, it would be normal. And that mushy-faced person you mentioned would, you know, it could be attractive to us. Or, uh, you know, you might want, you might want to, to woo that person because their face, you know, it's probably like, you know, I always hear in like medieval times that larger women and men were more attractive because it meant they were wealthy and well taken care of. They never missed a meal. Maybe the mushier and more peanut buttery your face is. Rubenesque. <laughs> What's that? I don't know what Rubenesque means, but I, I I don't know exactly what it means. I know it means like someone who's like like chubby, but it mm. it's it's presented as something that's like. Like you want to be Rubenesque. I'm trying to look it up, but I clearly don't know how to spell it. You want a mushy, creamy peanut butter face. I think the peanut butter has to be creamy. Can't be nutty. Uh, here we go. Characteristic or reminiscent of the paintings of Rubens, especially with reference 
to his voluptuous female nudes. Oh my god. And the quote is, a Rubenesque woman reclines on her chaise lounge. Chaise lounge? Chaise lounge? Ah, whatever. Have you ever been called voluptuous, Brandon? Me? No, I haven't been called (laughs) voluptuous. You know, you were talking about science class earlier. Do you ever just have like in the middle of a conversation, just a random memory? Like someone says the word science and then your mind immediately hits a random memory that maybe you haven't even thought about in a long time. Yeah, that happened the other day when you didn't know what fucking chlorophyll was. (laughs) Let's not talk to people about that. Do you really not know what chlorophyll is? Of course, I know what chlorophyll is. It's just been a long time since I'd heard that word that it didn't immediately register. Okay. Is, isn't that fair? You were borophilled. You didn't know what the, the, whatever word you just read the definition for was. Rubenesque? Yeah. You'd never heard of the word before. Okay, but I, I'd heard and knew about the word chlorophyll. I'd just forgotten. Like, it took me aback. It'd probably been 10, 10 20 years since I'd heard that word. I can't hold you to the same standard I hold myself. Sixth grade science class. Uh-huh. Did your teachers in science have the talk with you about, okay, in the next, you know, uh, subject series, we're going to be talking about the human reproductive system. In seventh grade, yeah. Yeah, you might have watched a video or whatever, but there was definitely science books with pictures of Winkies and Winkies and Chinese. <laughs> we separated boys were in one class and girls were in another. Okay, so now I have two stories because you just reminded me of something else. First of all, I did that in fifth grade where they separated boys and girls. Mm-hmm. My mom was a volunteer at the school. She would... Oh, my God. I, I'd, see her at the, I'd see her at the school often. Uh, she'd volunteer and help teachers out, teachers' aid sort of stuff. And they asked her... Do we her, have a parent volunteer to help teach all the boys about their penises? No, but she didn't teach I'd us about that. I'd love to help. I'd love to help. That would be bad for you. Is that my mom? Is that yeah. my mom? <laughs> She's just so eager to help. <laughs> okay. Well, they had the teachers, the school had gotten a new, apparently a new video because uh-huh. they showed us videos. On Something the, hot off the presses. <laughs> <laughs> they asked my mom to preview it for to see if it was appropriate for the class. I don't know why. I can't even remember why this happened. Like, why didn't they just preview it themselves? But... I know that video ended up at my house. <laughs> you take this sinful thing home with you. And like a day or two before the rest of the class got to watch the videos, I watched the video by myself in my house. Like your mom set you down like here, No, no, no. My mom learn. was gone. I, I, you know, I stole the video and watched it out of my own morbid... That's how desperate to learn about the birds and the bees you were? Yeah. My parents never talked to me about the birds and the bees to this day. So, you're going to have uh, Poochie, the corporate mascot on this video, tell you instead? (laughs) When I started working retail, we watched a video about giving him the pickle. Um, An old guy (laughs) would hold a pickle and he'd talk about give him the pickle. It was like some saying from his childhood. Isn't that when they jam a pickle up your ass and make you take a bite out of it if you drop it? He was meaning it in a customer service way but I, I, I have to say, I think I learned more about sex and the body from that retail training video than I did from uh, from this other video. So, anyway, I got sidetracked. The original story I was going to say. So, you're watching the video. Think One thing led to another. Yeah. Separate from that. A year later, sixth grade. Teacher has a talk with us and says, we're going to be talking about the human reproductive system. No laughing. No smiling. If we catch you cutting up or cracking up at all, you will be sent to the office and we'll call your parents. Sure, because all you want to do 
with children at an impressionable age is make their bodies the most serious thing they could ever talk about. <laughs> no humor could be involved with that thing you walk around with all day long because it's disgusting and I can't believe we have to talk about it here with you. Your nasty little genitals. Did your teacher yeah. have that talk with you? Uh, like, you don't. Don't laugh. Oh, about not laughing? Uh, fortunately, if they did, I don't remember it. I don't remember any pressure on like how you should feel. And by the way, if anyone is confused about like maybe the sarcasm there, I I think you should let children feel about this stuff however they want to feel. And humor is a natural reaction to something that's new and maybe overwhelming and is funny. Dicks and butts are funny and anyway, adults are completely unreasonable at times with how they expect children to react. Okay, let's move on. That would be a good principle. No. I'd get those kids whipped into shape. I would th I would show them a paddle. I would never use it, but I would show it to them. Did you ever get the paddle in school? No, but I was threatened with it. I got the paddle a lot and I remember somebody telling me the advice I got was to put a pen cap in your back pocket because <laughs> it absorbs the blow and it didn't work. No, I think <laughs> I it, would, it, 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 would just, work. it would just stab your ass. <laughs> you got advice from a child and you guys, it's just two, one idiot saying something to another idiot. Paddling in school, by the way, stupid. <laughs> it's, really be, yeah. it's really fucked up. Should be outlawed. It okay. wasn't that long ago. They just whacked you with a piece of wood. Where I was going five minutes ago when I first started the story is that the teachers told us not to laugh, not to crack up and it was made very clear that they were serious for better or worse. And I remember on day one, I had just watched Austin Powers 2, The Spy <laughs> Who Shagged Me the Night Before. You were set up to fail. You were. And there's a woman in Austin Powers 2 named Ivana Humpalot. You remember her? Yeah, your your pump had been primed for the next day. If if your parents had known, they would have sent you to you to bed with warm milk at like six p.m. <laughs> You're all hopped up on Austin Powers too, and then you go into this. That's basically the story because the teacher was talking and I was not listening because school sucks and it's boring. And I was daydreaming and I was remembering Austin Powers and I was thinking about how she says, "My name is Ivona, Ivona Humplat." And I just started cracking up because I was thinking about that, not listening to the teacher. But of course, they didn't believe me and I got sent to the office. <laughs> so, that's it. That's the story. So, if I was the principal and you got brought in and the teacher said, I told him not to laugh during sex education and he did it anyway. And then the teacher left and I said, well, what happened? If you honestly told me, I watch Austin Powers. As soon as you said I watch Austin Powers 2 last night, I would know this kid's not lying. He's just a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue with you on the fucking idiot. I can't wait until a school contacts me for no reason and says they'll pay me way more than a principal should be paid, especially the fact that I don't have any qualifications to come and be their principal. Based on this episode? But hopefully based on this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think educated people are listening to this episode. So, I don't think you're going to be reached out to by any educators that are trying to recruit you for a job. You never know. Educated people don't listen to this show because we are educating them. They're coming here to That's be educated. Right. Only dummies listen. Okay, yeah. next question. All right, next question comes from Instagram from the Nothing Ever Happens in Canada podcast at Nothing Canada. Mm -hmm. 
They asked the question, um, if you could be in charge of one top 10 list, meaning you have to fact check it, keep up to date, and be the defender of it always, which top 10 list would it be? So, what I think this, what I think she's asking is, if you had to do the same top 10 list every episode, every, every other time we record, you would have the same top 10 list. Yeah. But it would be a list that you don't mind continually researching for new facts and right. or it's a list that is constantly changing so it might be different like every few times you do it. Ah, uh, gotcha. I do those monsters again. I do the weird monsters again. If there was enough background on on every monster, the same as there was with all the top mythological, mythological monsters, if I was just constantly getting a new refreshed batch of mon- I know this sound basically it sounds like what I wish is I had a more hardcore Pokemon. Brandon's been getting into Pokemon lately. I've, I am understanding Pokemon. There's a child at my house. But you don't because you're in the little kid Pokemon phase. There's a whole teen and adult phase of Pokemon. I didn't realize there Much was Much more a... serious. How is it more serious? Because your kid's not playing the games. What, are the, what happens in the games? The games are highly involved RPGs. You know, I know adults that play it. I play it sometimes. And there's hundreds, sometimes thousands of Pokemon that you have to catch <laughs> and there's different combinations and you train them and battle them and your kid just likes some He just Pokemon likes Pikachu. Ma- yeah, he just likes Pikachu because he shoots lightning and is yellow and cute. So, you're not understanding Pokemon yet. No, I'm not. You're gradually being introduced to Pokemon which is okay, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying as the I'm user- a Pokemon expert now. <sighs> That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I understand them in every way possible. And while that's what I want, I want like a heavy metal version of Pokemon. I should introduce you to, I think there is a heavy metal version of a Pokemon. There's a Pokemon that's literally a fucking keychain and there's a Pokemon that's like, a key you know, chain a couch. A keychain Keychain. I, I was using that as an example to say there's like a Pokemon for almost every inanimate object. Oh. So, there probably is some sort of. There's a Pokemon that's a keychain. He just helps you lo- yeah. like keep track of your keys. I when I saw this guy, I said, "That's enough." His name. I looked him up. His name's Cleef Key. I'll sh- here just search keychain Pokemon on Google, and you'll see it's literally a keychain with a face. Oh no! <laughs> what has happened to the world? How does it make sense? Because did he become a keychain after being a different Pokemon? Or was he born this way and somehow he was born with real keys hanging off him? I was going to say, there's no way to put, to, to add or remove a key from his, from his body. Closed loop. His corporeal entity prevents him <laughs> from actually doing one of the key functions of a keychain, which is the additional removal of keys. The storage of keys, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's Cleef Key. Somebody on here is lumping Elmo in with Pokemon. The best Pokemon is first generation, which is the original 151. That's the one Pikachu's from. Uh, and this is not the last time we'll be talking about Pokemon on this episode, by the way. Okay. All right. We have one more tennis. We have one more on us and then we'll move on to other topics. And this last one comes from the BitGeek Podcast at BitGeek Podcast on Twitter. They want to know if there's any chance we would do a YouTube podcast. I think your show would benefit from a video component. Brandon, we've never talked about that. What do you think? Wait, like a live thing? 
It could be. It's not that confusing. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I'm trying to think logistically and how would we, how would we make something that looked appealing? Maybe every episode we wear a different silly hat. Keep people engaged. I meant like the background and format. Well, the background, they're not looking at the background because they're looking at my silly hat. <laughs> how about we do, instead of showing us on camera, we, we, have narr- we have images and videos that accompany whatever topic we're on. So, like a minute ago, we were talking about Cleef Key. Cleef mm-hmm. Key would be shown on the video while we're talking I think about that's it. a great idea. I don't think we are very visually compelling when we're just no, speaking. No, 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 no. I think if we were... I mean, engaged in some sort of a dance or a physical display of uh, We can dance. Aggression. We can dance. Let's dance. What do you think the show would be like if we were dancing during the entire discussion? We would be completely out of breath. <laughs> so, by, by the five-minute mark, we're huffing and puffing. We would be done. Still... Yeah. We would have immediately <laughs> changed format. Okay. So, uh, BitGeek Podcast, thanks for the question. We'll keep it in mind. All right. You ready to move on? Yes. I'm I'm ready to stop talking about myself. Me too. Obviously, Amanda on Instagram wants to know, what is your biggest pet peeve? Whew, God. Just one? Do you ever sit in an empty movie theater or nearly empty, no shortage of seats? Mm-hmm. Or a restaurant where, or, you know, a restaurant where you choose your own seat and you sit down in there and there's plenty of seats and people will come in and sit immediately next to you instead of one of the open seats across the room or five seats down. Doesn't it make you think they must be insecure in every facet of their life? They cannot afford to leave any personal space that they have to like cling to another person. Do you think that's it? I do have to wonder because how unaware do you have to be of your surroundings to not realize that the person you just sat next to, the stranger you sat next to is not annoyed that you sat next to them? What kind of worldview do you have to have to where you think, oh, they're going to think either A... They're going to think nothing of it or B, they're going to be happy I sat next to them. I don't understand it because the only, the only motivations for them sitting next to you are A, they can't stand to be alone even if it's two rows down from you mm-hmm. or B, they're going to have sex with you. B, they're going to have sex with you. I suppose you could do like they, if you're sitting <laughs> in the middle of the theater, they sit next to you and immediately turn their head and start licking their lips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any other pet peeves to add to the list? There's so many and so like where to even begin, what like... First thing that comes to your mind? Probably talking in the theater. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never ever once, even with the people that I've gone with, has anything that has ever been said in the movie ever added to the experience. What about if someone leaned over and said, who's that guy again? What's his (laughs) name? Does that add to the experience? That's what she said. I recently... Went to see 2001, A Space Odyssey in the theater. Yeah, it has a lot of silent or very quiet moments, especially in the first 20 minutes. There's no dialogue. There was a man in his 50s, maybe 60s behind me that was narrating the words that were displayed on screen and what was going on. Uh, What? For at least 50 years of his life, he's been going to the movie theater. Did he never maybe, pick Maybe, maybe. Maybe that was his first time. He could have conceivably, yes, he could have been fresh out of the jungle where he was raised by wolves. <laughs> they gave him a haircut, gave him a ticket to see <laughs> this guy that spent like 50 years living in the jungle. The first thing they do is hand him a ticket, go see 2001, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> You'll be fine. Well, just like uh, sitting too close. Driving too close, 
Just hmm. anything that somebody does too close, stop doing that thing. Don't do or just don't don't do it so close. Yeah. Just back off. That's a good advice for everybody. Just back off a little. You know what I hate? Just people calling me, period. Don't ever call me on the phone. The only time you should call me is if it's an emergency. Otherwise, text is great. Text works fine. I don't have to talk to you. How about, okay, can I, I got to have a second to think about a pet peeve because I know I got a good one. I know I got a bunch of good ones. Everything's rubbing me the wrong way, but I can't. That's what she said. Uh, Oh, I got it. We just talked about this pet peeve. It's my biggest one. It's. Oh, toenails. It's people with horrible, disgusting feet walking around in flip-flops. I don't understand why someone at your house isn't stopping you. Why they're looking at your scaly dragon toes. So, let's tell them about the guy at the airport, should we? There was me and Brandon yeah. were at the airport uh, this a few days ago together. Having hot dogs. Well, I was watching Brandon eat his hot dog, traditional, spot over the trash can. There was a gentleman that was older and he was walking around in sandals, open foot, open toed sandals. His toenails, the grossest thing I've ever seen. Starting at, starting at his heels, it looked like he had been walking down a gravel road. <laughs> like, yeah, that he had walked to the airport down 30 miles of gravel road. They're dried out and dusty and cracked. His toenails were as thick as a marshmallow. Let's tell him about the under toenails. Yeah. This guy's toenails. Under the toenail. His big toe was, you know, normally your big toenail would lay flat on your toe. Like, look at your toenail, big toenail right now. Imagine that. Now, his was angled up like a ramp or something. Like when you open a can of biscuits. Only instead of biscuits, it's some kind of green fungus. There was hardened gunk. It was gunk that had been hardened because you could see it looked like a rock or something. It was so rock hard. There was so much fungus and gunk under his toenail that it was like lifting turtle shells. his to- Yeah, it was lifting his toenail up several inches. And it didn't, it's not like he was in pain. His, to- his toes were just like that because they'd been like that for so long. Oh, my God. My eyes are rolling back in my head for a completely different reason. I'm not exaggerating. I look like a fucking ghoul right now. My face is contorted because this is the biggest, most disgusting pet peeve of mine. What I just said? I mean, your description is good because it's taking me back there. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to vomit. Yeah, it was rough. Let's move on then. He had the feet of a dragon. Even a dragon doesn't have that much fungus under his toenails. It's like his feet look like that and he said, I'm going to a place with thousands of people and also a place where people will be stomping and shuffling and carrying heavy luggage by my feet, which are no doubt probably sensitive around the dragon claws that he calls toenails. (laughs) And he said, of all my shoes, I got the black shoes, I got the brown shoes, and I got the open-toe Jesus shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the ones that flaunt my alligator hide toes. Yeah, that's that's what I don't get. If you have, look, if any of our listeners out there have toes that have, you know, people have fungus problems. I get it. We're not making fun of you for that. Um, but you should unsubscribe from our show, by the way. Yeah. But what we're, what we're befuddled of is why choose to flaunt it? 
why not just, you'd think he'd be self-conscious about it, but you can tell this guy stopped giving a shit a long time ago. Yeah, toes are not something to just, you can't just be cool about them. You can't just no. be laid back about it and be like, oh, that's how my toes are. That's not how toes are, dude. What you've got are some fucked up jelly beans on the end of your toes and no one in this airport can handle it. Uh, just the flying experience in general is my pet peeve. I'm going to move us along here. We have an, a question from Paul from Australia. Remember our friend Paul? He's the guy that was in the hospital. Yes, and he battles Australian animals. Right. Paul emailed us and he wants to know, uh, he wants us to play a little game of Fuck, Mary Kill right here and he has a number of scenarios for us. But he did change instead of fuck, it would be make sweet, drunken, yet tender love to. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. I have to get drunk first? Yeah. There's three choices. I'm going to, there's like 10 of these. I'm going to give you three choices. You're going to choose one to marry, one to kill, and one right. to make sweet, drunken, yet tender love to. Okay, mm -hmm. ready? Yep. Round one. The Oklahoma skunk ape, Bigfoot, Chupacabra. Hmm. What is the Oklahoma skunk ape? Isn't that just Bigfoot? But he smells bad. Okay, well then that's the one I'm going to kill. You know, I think I'd marry Bigfoot. What is the distinction between marrying and living with? The same, but I mean, you got to do your joint tax return. You can be on each other's insurance. Okay. But you're also living with that person and I think it's up to you if you want to consummate the marriage or not. I'm going to kill Chupacabra. No, no, I don't want to kill the goat sucker. I have to kill the skunk ape because- Yeah, I'm going to kill the skunk ape. And I'm sorry, I think he's, I think he sounds awesome, but the smell. Yeah, I I'm with you. And then I'd, I'd marry Bigfoot. Same here. I guess that, I guess that means we're making um, love to the, to the goat sucker. I was going to say they do call in the goat sucker. So, yeah. So, hmm, hmm, could be worse. Paul, I think that one kind of answered itself. The next one is Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle. Do you know who these are? <laughs> was that the question? Do I know who they are? Yes. They're Pokemon. Charmander is orange and he has a little thing of fire coming off the end of his tail. Yeah. Bulbasaur looks kind of like a dinosaur or a turtle, but he has a like tulip bulb plant thingy mm -hmm. on his back. Oh, and Squirtle is, is like a turtle, but he shoots water out of his mouth. Am I right? And he stands on two, and he stands on his two feet. Yeah, he stands up. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Hmm. I'll tell you, I'm going to marry Squirtle. And the reason being that he can fill up your bathtub, you can wash his hand, your hands. It's clean water, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, it would be even better if it was peanut butter. But well, I'll take what I can get. He'd be very, very, very good friend to have around in the hot Oklahoma summer. Yeah. So, that's my Mary because I'd be with him all the time. I actually agree with that. I'm going to pick that too. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to fuck Bulbasaur because he has a hell of an ass <laughs> and I'm going to kill Charmander because I don't want that fire getting near me. Again, I feel like this these kind of write themselves. Mine would be the same thing. The fire is... I don't play with fire, literally or figuratively. Do you have an original thought in your body or are you not able to say anything unless it's copying me or someone else? No. This next one's going to be harder because these are all awful. Ready? Mm-hmm. R. Kelly. Okay. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Mm, okay. 
Well, I'm going to have to uh, hump Michael Jackson because he's most effeminate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, is that not true? I mean, it is, but... OJ Simpson and R. Kelly are much more masculine. Oh, my God. OJ. God, man, this is tough. I cannot abide R. Kelly either. No, I think I'm going to kill R. Kelly. I'm going to kill R. Kelly and I'm going to live with OJ. I mean, I'm going to keep him at arm's length and we're going to be good communicators. Yeah. You got to stay in communication. You know what's on his mind. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. The thing about OJ, this is going to sound terrible. I don't mean it to. He definitely killed those two people. But. But. <laughs> those are the only two people he's killed. It's not like he's a mass murderer. So, I feel like as long as you stay on his good side. Are you saying you got it out of his system? I'm saying, yeah, I think that was a case of an extreme temper flare-up. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I took it too far. OJ, I feel like I could manage him more. OJ has also lost, you know, he's lost a few steps. So, he's 25 years older and fatter and God, I bet he's got some great stories. I mean, not about murder but... They all have great stories. Michael Jackson has some great stories but... I'm not going to hear him. It'd be hard to fuck Michael Jackson. Well, he's dead also. Well, that does help. Uh, it does not help. I'm going to move on because I can't stand to think about it anymore. Last one on this. Fuck, Mary kill. Socks with sandals. Tucked in t-shirts. I know that's your Mary because you're in love with tucking in your t-shirts. Yuck. Or a 10-gallon cowboy hat. Oh, I'm going to marry the cowboy hat. No, I'm going to fuck the cowboy hat. There's something to fuck there. <laughs> Like a, a hole bigger than your head? Yeah, well, bigger than one of my heads, am I right? Oh, my. Socks with sandals, I'm going to kill because uh, why? Why does anybody... If you're going to wear socks with sandals, just wear shoes. There's no benefit to wearing socks with the sandals. I mean, and and it's even more uncomfortable because the socks like, you know, are folded in where you're, where the strap is and all that. It's like, just wear shoes. Tell, can you rationalize this for me? Why do people wear socks with sandals? I see them do them all the time and I don't know. It just seems like a good way to get your socks dirty. Uh, well, you're only a few years away from probably embracing socks with sandals. So, we'll see how you feel then. I'd marry the tucked in t-shirts uh, because I think they're the most tolerable of the three. I think the socks with sandals is more tolerable to me because I'm already avoiding looking at feet because of what that guy's toes looked like the other day. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to look down anymore. So, I probably won't see those as much. I'm going to have to. Now, what if someone tempted you to look down by putting a hot dog on the ground near someone's feet? It wouldn't work anymore. Uh, I think the aroma would capture your imagination. So, I'm going to strangle the life out of tucked in t-shirts and I'm going to, I'm going to take a sandal with a sock in it home with me. God. Well, you know, I like to take books home with me, but sometimes it can be hard to read a full book when life is so busy. Luckily, there's the Blinkist app. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen. Brandon, I know you've had a chance to try the Blinkist app. What do you think? Uh, it's awesome. I am currently reading about segues. Like the little scooter things? No, like the really bad segue that you did leading into this ad. Oh, okay. I'm reading about a whole book about how to not do segues based on stuff that you've said. 
Uh, no, I had I have been reading it. Um, I've been catching up on some space related nonfiction lately. I just finished A Brief History of Space and Time by Stephen Hawking, which I'd always wanted to read. I just never got around to it. But this app makes it really easy because, again, I don't have to take the time to read a full book uh, when I have other stuff I want to do. I'm also mostly a fiction reader, so it's hard for me to break away from fiction to read a nonfiction. But this Blinkist app makes it easy because I can read the gist of A Brief History of Space and Time in 15 minutes or less. And you can also listen to it as an audiobook as well. And with the audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish... Four books a day on average, they say, while on the go. More than 8 million people are using Blinkist right now. Uh, It has a growing library from self-help, business, health, history. Recently, I finished A Brief History of Space and Time and Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, which is a a book about the new science behind sleep and dreams. Really interesting. And again, I read both of those in less than 15 minutes each. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for listeners of the Tennis Podcast. You can go to Blinkist.com slash Tennis to start your free seven-day trial on us. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist, Blinkist.com slash Tennis, one zero I-S-H, to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist.com slash Tennis. Okay. Brandon, a really good thing you can read on Blinkist is about peanut butter, and I have a question about peanut butter. There's another bad segue for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, stories of your and yours podcast at syy podcast on instagram great Mm -hmm. podcast by the way they want to know what is your favorite no what is the best brand of peanut butter i like the jiff mix an omega-3 you're one of those okay i see yeah it's got more of those good oils you like majestic foreign oils i'm a choosy mom and choosy moms choose jiff well, do you choose crunchy or creamy? I choose creamy, but I appreciate both. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, peanut butter is peanut butter. I'm going to eat it, right? But creamy, creamy is the superior because you get, it's just too, it's just so creamy. It's so versatile. If our cells and our body were made up of peanut butter, I think it only works. Crunchy would be too hard. I think about urinating um, the crunches because there's water in your urine. How about just trying to urinate peanut butter to begin with? Let alone the, (laughs) think about how blown out your pee hole would be. We call it a winky hole on this show. And I mean, if you think you have ever maybe had a problem with like a couple errant drips at the end, how Mm. bad do you think it is going to be to to pinch off a stream of peanut butter cleanly? (laughs) Pinch off. Uh, It wouldn't be easy, but you know what? Like I said. You'll have to pinch off your... No. Your... 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 Confused because in this scenario, peanut butter does not instantly replace water in the world we know today. Humans have evolved with this sort of body mechanics for millions of years, and so our peen- we would be the most terrifying creature in the galaxy. So our winkies would be accustomed to squeezing out peanut butter while during urination. Well, to go back to your sex education classes. I always like going back to those. They would also have to be capable of ejaculating peanut butter. Is there water in semen? Yeah, there's got to be. There's water in everything that makes a human a human. 70 fucking percent of you. God, so, peanut butter in the... Yeah, butter, it's got to be able to do that too. Maybe, it would be like, maybe we've gone too far with this. We would look like Clayface from Batman but with a cannon for a penis. I think we've gone too far. Speaking of the best brands, what is the best brand of hot dog? 
This is, again, Stories of Your and Your podcast. Sorry, Stories of Your and Yours podcast on Instagram. What is the best brand of hot dog and does the answer change depending on where the hot dog is consumed? For example, I don't know, over an airport trash can? Question mark. I'll let you take this one. You're the expert here. I've never eaten an, air, an airport hot dog, let alone over a trash can. Are you? Do you mean since the first time you did it in front of me? Since I never did it. I feel like some of the best hot dogs I've had, I didn't know the brand because they were purchased like at a ballpark. Yeah, I love a good New York street hot dog. The street meat? Street meat. Give me street meat all day, every day on all parts of me. Give me that street meat. Let's see. I would, I would dress myself in street meat if it was socially acceptable. Of the brands that are readily available in the supermarket, well, Nathan's has a super, has the hot dogs that oh, you can buy at the is. grocery store. Nathan's is the best brand of hot dog for sure. Are Nathan's hot dogs kosher? I don't know. I thought they might also be kosher hot dogs. They might be. Yeah. We'll have to investigate. Let's go with Nathan's. Let's agree on Nathan's. Well, uh, Jess Marie on Instagram wants to know what is our favorite hot dog toppings? That mine uh, just have to be mustard and sauerkraut. Sauerkraut? Yeah. This is why you're the sidekick host. Is that why is that so upsetting to you? That's a common covering the best for a hot dog. hot dog topping. Wait, you don't do ketchup? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god! Are you three years old? Well, are I do th- other stuff too. Are you a three-year-old baby eating cut up hot dogs and dipping them in ketchup? I like ketchup. I like cheese. I like jalapeno. Jalapeno is probably my favorite. Do you put jalapeno and ketchup on the same hot dog? Sometimes. You, if anyone had a question about who would eat a hot dog over a garbage can, there's the answer because he's putting garbage on the hot dog first. What? What's wrong with ketchup? Ketchup on a hot dog is like... Tell me the last fucking time you saw a hot dog package. I guarantee you in the picture on the package, there's ketchup on that hot dog. And a three-year-old didn't arrange the photo shoot of the hot dog package. Ketchup is like, hey, I like tomatoes, but uh, there's not enough sugar in it for me. How do we make a tomato taste like candy? I heard, uh, who was it? We just talked. We just heard this the other day that they're, um, I think Hidden Valley maybe is mm-hmm. rebranding their ranch <laughs> dressing as salad a, frost. Salad frosting. That's it. This is a true story, people. Salad frosting because it will appeal to kids more. <laughs> oh my god. They're introducing a new doy doy line of food. <laughs> Style of frosting. Yeah, who's going to fall for that? It make my mouth hole happy. Brandon, Chris from the No Context podcast, uh, and that's a podcast where they, they watch the best episode of a show without watching anything else and having no context. Right. So, Chris from that's that podcast idea. wants to know, would you steal bread to feed your family? Yes. <laughs> Chris, I would rip... A baby who wasn't my baby, I would rip that baby's face off if there was bread behind the the baby's face if I had to. Yes. There's the quote of the week. If there was bread hidden behind that other's, only if there was bread behind it, I wouldn't just do it to do it. Well, you don't know until you rip it off. You have, well, how am I going to know if there's not bread back there? (laughs) The answer is yes. Brandon, Not Your Real Dad's podcast are back again for their last question. Uh Uh-huh. How long is our pre-recording makeout sesh? Theirs is always three minutes exactly, they say. 
Fortunately, we've never recorded in the same room together. Not true. We recorded in the car that one time. But besides right. that, we always make out via Skype. So, I put my lips up to my webcam. Brandon puts his lips up to his. And then we just then we just let it go for a few minutes. It really helps us uh, center ourselves, collect our thoughts, get ready for the next 12 hours of talking that Nick edits down into like one hour for the final product. That's what I do until I can't hold my breath anymore. We clear a whole day to make out via Skype and then record this ep- this episode that you're listening to right now. Our friend Paul from Australia is back. Uh, he says one of his favorite episodes was Brandon the Sidekick Hosts list. Nope. That's his words. Brandon cool. the Sidekick Hosts lists. God damn it, Paul. Didn't I tell you that the listeners know? His favorite show was uh, the comic book characters, which yep. was your list. There were mm-hmm. some surprises in there. With that in mind, what are both your top five favorite comic characters? Okay. My number one is Batman. And let's keep this to comics only. So, no using like I am movies. Okay. Number one is Batman. Number two be Spider-Man. Number three. This is compelling. Number one is Batman because he has no superpowers for all the same reasons that you'd probably think it'd be Batman because he terrifies every villain, but he he doesn't have superpowers. He's just, his power is that he's rich and he's really, really uh, crazy. And he's got a tight butt in those pants. He's got a bad butt. Spider-Man because the Spider-Man comics, the Spider-Man stories are great. Despite the fact that he has amazing superpowers, he's still a kid with kid or young man problems. You don't even do you don't even know five comic book characters, do you? I've never read a comic, so I'm going to go off the movies myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say, give me, give us your top three, though. We'll just do three. Uh, the other one would be the Hulk. That surprises me. I like the Jekyll and Hyde story, and Hulk also has some very strange stories. Like Hulk can survive in space, so Hulk has been to space a lot. You talking about Hulk Hogan here? <laughs> yeah, they've sent they sent Hulk Hogan to space, and that's where he made his uh, sex tape. Oh, my God. Did you know there was a Hulk Hogan sex tape? I I did, yeah. I have it saved right here. I would not have in 100 years thought you'd have chosen Hulk. Why not? I don't know. I just, I've never heard you talk about him. It's because I'm always thinking about him. (sighs) Okay. My top three based on movies alone would be Batman, Spider-Man. Was you just copying my shit? Well, it won't be Hulk. It won't be Thor. Iron Man, I guess. Not the Wolverine or Deadpool? Uh, not Deadpool. I like the Iron Man movies more than Deadpool. All right. But this is all nerd shit anyway. When I'm done giving Paul from Australia Wedgie, I'm going to come steal your lunch money. But we were just talking about movies and I actually do have a good segue for once because the next question is, what is your favorite movie? That came from Wojciech on Facebook. My favorite movie is The Shining. I think I've talked about that before. I guess I forgot it was your number one. My favorite movie is The Shining. Uh, my second favorite movie is probably The Big Lebowski. No Batman, huh? 1989 Batman is up there. Maybe not in my top 10. No Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction is definitely in my top 10 favorite movies. So, I'm just going to think out loud for a minute and then kind of narrow down my favorite. So, Cop and a Half, Canine, re- Turner and Hooch. Uh, you got him. And then add in the Hulk Hogan sex tape and you got my full top five. So, off the top of my head, when I read this question, movies that came to mind, Pulp Fiction, Signs by M. Night Shyamalan, 
I'd put the 2017 It in there. The first Saw, I loved. When you saw Saw? How many times have you seen Saw? Oh my God. How many times do you think that joke's been said out loud in the history of the world? Uh, to my knowledge, it hasn't. I think this was the first time. Dumb and Dumber, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Step Brothers. I can't choose one. You're going to have to. All right, I'll go with... Uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, Goodfellas. Is that the one where Jim Carrey can never tell a lie? It's the one where Britney Spears goes on a road trip across the country with some friends. Oh my God, what was that called? Forgot all about that. Crossroads? Cross oh my God. Was it, it wasn't called Crossroads, was it? No, I think it was. You are, I've not thought about that in so long, but you're right. She did do a shitty movie early in her career. Some say shitty, some say, you know, fucking really good movie. Clear Your History Podcast, our friends at Clear Your History Podcast, where they look at crazy, ridiculous shit on the internet uh, and then talk about it. They want to know if Brandon can do an entire bonus episode where it's just Brandon reading the entire script from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I could. I think you'd be very disappointed in the script. Not a lot of good dialogue? No, the dialogue is really, really bad. Uh, yeah, I would do it for the right price. Yeah, absolutely. Well... The price is zero. Zero dollars is the price. I mean, I could try it. Let's try some right now. Let me go to IMDb, find some quotes. I'm going to say Brandon can't do the entire script because once he got to the inflatable breast part, I think he'd have a hard time recuperating. I have to take a break. Yeah, he'd have to take a break. The clowns and killer clowns from space is spelled with a K. Yes. Thank you. Quotes. Here we go. Oh, the first line in the movie is, look at this son of a bitch. I've actually never seen it. What are you going to do with those pies, boys? Okay, hold on. Let me find a good quote. I'm Jojo, the ice cream clown. We'll give you a stick. You'll give it a lick. It'll tickle you all the way down. Ice cream, ice cream. We brought our goodies here to you. A tasty treat for a while you screw. Let's take a break. Cool off those hot lips with our frozen fruity bars, icy-wicy, fudgy-wudgy bars, and everyone's frozen delight, they'll lick a stick. Is this said right before they kill someone? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I never really pay attention to the words. I'm always looking at the pictures. Yeah, I can understand why adolescent Brandon was uh, captivated by this movie. Yeah, oh. it's not known for its dialogue. It's known for its clown boobs. Uh, well, we'll put that on the on the agenda. We'll put that on the list for the Tennis Podcast. That'll be on the Patreon. Right, yeah. Whenever we launch a Patreon, that'll be on there. Amanda H. on Instagram wants to know, if you were a Parks and Rec character, who would you be and why? I'd probably be Ron Swanson because I like yeah. to eat the bacon. Exclusively bacon. I feel like I, I'm closer to him spiritually. Except <laughs> for I like to eat a banana. Yeah, but Ron can only eat his bananas when they're smushed inside of a burger. <laughs> I agree that you'd be Ron Swanson and for myself, I would choose Ben Wyatt. Because you're a nerd. Because I'm a nerd and my jokes often don't land. And I love nerdy board games. So, yeah, Ben Wyatt for me. I just recently finished watching Parks and Rec, the entire series, from beginning to end. Like, within two weeks ago, I finished it. It's like The Office, obviously, same creator. But they just go so much further in the ridiculous category. Like I remember The Office being much more restrained 
Grounded. Yeah, grounded. That's a good way. And Parks and Rec is much more like anything goes. And so, they, they do offer something different in that way and I love them both. I loved it too. I haven't watched it in a while. Watch it again. I can't ever remember like people bring up stuff about it and it's been long enough I don't remember. I, I could probably have a whole new experience. Joey H on Facebook wants to know, what machine do you think the band Rage Against the Machine is so mad at and why? I mean, the real answer is the machine represents the man, I think, right? But I also think it could be a homemade ice cream maker. Care to elaborate? They're extremely loud and obnoxious when they're going. Yeah. It's hardly worth the delicious ice cr- homemade ice cream you get in the end because of the crazy, loud, grinding, whirring noise that you have to endure in order to get that ice cream. It's like listening to you on this podcast. Do we, would we call an ironing, like an iron as part of an ironing board, a machine? That'd be a machine. An right? iron is a machine, sure. Well, I hate those things because... You they're don't know so how to con- use them? They're so confusing. You end up getting water everywhere. At least it's not peanut butter. That's why I say it's easier to just have Brandon iron my clothes for me. Brandon irons my clothes on work trips that we both go on. I did that one time because I couldn't stand to look at you looking like a puffy-shirted pirate in this wrinkled-up old rag you were wearing. Well, Brandon does lots of favors for me, all kinds of favors for me, and uh, that's just one of them. So, I appreciate you, buddy. Right back at you, Slick. Brandon, we have just a few more questions left. I'm prepared to answer them. This next one comes from Amanda on Twitter. She wants to know, which candidate do you like so far for president? (sighs) I'm just going to step back and let you go. Does Trump count? He's such a good candidate. I actually don't really have a good answer. Probably Elizabeth Warren. We're both down with the environment. I took one of those quizzes. Those like mm-hmm. who should I vote for quizzes. Did in it 20- inform you that global warming is just a giant scam by liberals? It did and I knew that. I'm in on the scam. I'm trying to make money off of my investment in green technology. Um, <laughs> there is no crisis. I just, I put all my eggs in the solar energy basket so now I have to destroy an oil company in order to get my greedy way. Okay, I'm glad you could acknowledge that. Anyway, uh, that's what I found out through the quiz and also that those are my biggest priorities when I vote and I most closely align with Elizabeth Warren on those. I have intentionally been staying uninvolved in the election cycle so far. The website is called isidewith.com. Yeah, I've done that before. I need to do that again. We could do it right it's now. Gonna be, I'm not going to. It's going to be a long, long time until. November 2020, isn't it, Brandon? Yeah, I can tell you I've, I think I'm all set on old white dudes. All the white dudes have had a lot of chances and maybe let's try somebody not an old white dude next time. Okay, racist. Ivan wants to know from Facebook, what's the least expected part of fatherhood that you weren't ready for? I had no idea that you could run on such a little sleep over such a long period of time. But also, I am constantly amazed at the frequency and the quantity of shit that a very small person can produce. Well, you and I both have two kids. 
and we both have a dog. And between yeah. the kids and the dog, whole lot of shitting going on. The theme of my daily life is just shit. Poop shit at all times of the day. Yep. So, a lot of shit. I think something else I'd say is I had in my mind what it would be like to be a father and how I would be as a father. And I'd say as soon as the first baby was born, all that shit went right out the window. Now, I'm just surviving one day at a time. Here. I was going to say you're just struggling to survive. Yeah. I'm just going day by day without like a consistent guide guidelines. Your needs are the usually the lowest on your list. Exactly. Yeah. Someone else needs this and someone needs this and I got to also take care of this and then getting a drink of water can wait for a little while. I think you've said this to me before but I'm now the least important living thing in my house by by a good margin. Yeah. It's based on nothing other than uh, its economics. Who has resources that are in need and who needs those things? Baby needs a lot. And I got a lot I can do for a baby and and the opposite is not true. There's not a whole lot that the kids can do to help me out. There's some political parallels here, right? We're the rich white guys mm -hmm. and these babies just want a handout without doing any real work. We got to build some equity into this house. So, being a father is great but it is also not great. It's great but it's not like, it's not just always going and playing. I think that a lot of young people, people who don't have kids probably just think like, there's a lot more playing. Like, man, you, you've you never been so tired of trying to use your imagination in quote unquote play in your life. No. And uh, speaking of playing and using your imagination, Amanda H on Instagram once, well, let me just read how she said it. Can you do a podcast about a super girly episode and have your wives be a part of it? Please and thanks. Super girly? Yeah. Well, what is, what's a su what is a topic that is super girly? Top 10 fingernail polish brands. Well, Top 10 uh, uh, yoga pants. Well. <laughs> Do you think your wife would be interested in co-hosting with us? These are very stereotypically gendered. Top 10 ways that women be shopping. <laughs> I could ask. Top 10 malls in America. Oh, man. Top 10 chick flicks. I, I will tell you that if... Uh, Top 10 salads. If I could... Um, if I knew more about the the all of the cast of The Bachelor and Bachelorettes, I would be into putting a, like an all-time Bachelor or Bachelorette list together. But I don't... But I do think it would be fun because they only put like... They only put crazy people on there. Crazy hot, am I right? <laughs> Will we do a girly episode? Will we have our wives be a part of it? I mean, if this show goes long, if this show lasts long enough, I'm sure someday that'll happen. What is one thing besides your family that brings you the most joy? From obviously Amanda on Instagram. Music gets me going. Uh, my freshly mowed yard. Oh my God. Listen, it's not so much the yard, jackass. It's the being done with it and it looks nice and I, ha I don't have to do it for like a week. Contrast that to how you feel when some snotty-nosed little teenager walks through your lawn. They all know better than that. How mad does that make you? I'm going to go over with a simple joy here. 
I like when I have nothing to do. I like when I have no obligations for a day. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kent H. from Facebook wants to know, why hasn't Nick just gone ahead and unsubscribed from the show? Well, I'll tell you. It's because I'm in a three-year agreement with the asshole on the other line right here to uh, do this show weekly whether or not I like to. That's the answer, Kent. Thank you. It's indentured servitude. This is court-ordered. The Shelley Has Opinions podcast at Show Podcast on Twitter wants to know, when are we going to be allowed to come guest host? We are crazy about lists that are about 10 items long. Uh, when Nick can work out the technical requirements, I'm down for that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to technically do it. What? Have a guest host? Yeah. We just call him like we're, like I called you today. How do you get the file? Well, they'd have to record on their own, just like you and I are doing, and then they'd send me the file and I'd combine them. Would you trust someone? No. So, here's the answer. In the past, we've kind of batted around like whether or not we'd be open to guest hosts. And I think we will eventually. I just don't know when. How's that for an answer? Eventually, we'll do a guest host thing. The answer is yes in August. Why August? I don't know. Just making it a very arbitrary but close deadline. So, you would feel some sort of pressure even though it probably won't happen then. Well, it's just, you know, you and I are so focused, you know, it's a, it takes a lot of work, time and effort to set a time, to, to prepare for this podcast and set time aside to record. Uh, like I said, we record for 12 hours straight and then I just cut it down to about an hour-ish for the final publish episode. And I don't know if it comes through in the final product. Sometimes recording at my house is like recording in a haunted, insane asylum. <laughs> There's babies and dogs and yeah, same. That was just one child making all those noises. We're we're just focused right now on fucking getting this show out to you. So, we haven't really had time to think about guest hosts yet, but we will eventually. But we're thinking about it constantly now. Amanda H. wants to know, what equipment is good for a starter podcast? Let's uh, expand this a little bit and just give your overall tips for equipment and anything else for people that might be interested in starting a podcast like us. Well, I think we both use the same blue microphone. The uh, blue snowball. Blue snowball microphone. This came with some kind of a windscreen type thing. Did it come with this? Maybe I bought it. No, we bought it separate. So, I just use that. It's a pop filter. Tips. Have somebody edit the pod who will cut out the shit that you weren't, that you, when you, as soon as you said it, you know, like, oh, the, my, oh, this cannot go out on air. Or no one can ever hear this. Get yourself a nick. Get someone to cut all that shit out. Anything else? You got to find some content that you're excited about. Why, every time I look at a top 10 list, it's not so much about what is in my list. It's what it makes me think about or makes me want to talk about or... Usually butts. Usually butts is what we end up talking about. Right. All that stuff involves butts. But how I get from point A to point butt is the journey and that's what I'm looking for. It's not so much about what the list is. Uh, I'd agree with all that. And one other piece of advice is to find something you enjoy talking about and enjoy researching but bring a unique flavor to whatever you're doing because 
Originally, Brandon and I were going to do a true crime podcast. We even recorded pilot episode, which hopefully we'll never see the light of day. But by the time we were done and we listened to it, we realized there's a million other podcasts doing a better job at this than than we are able to do. So, uh, that led us down thinking about other ideas and we came across, across this top 10 list idea. We asked ourselves, what do we do well? And the answer was nothing. So, then right. we asked ourselves, what do we sort of do well? And that answer was still nothing. And then someone else said, you should just do something with a bunch of top 10 lists and we did that. Exactly. So, find someone that will, that will give you the harsh realities, kind of like on American Idol. Find your, find your Simon Cowell in your life. And pinch his fat little boobies. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, he do does. Have you ever seen? He wears really tight little shirts with little cow boobies. Cow boobies. Cowl. Cowl. Oh, cowl. <laughs> okay. Simon Cowles. I was going to say, do you mean udders? No. Uh, <laughs> those are finger boobies. <laughs> boobies that just <laughs> little fingers protruding from your chest. <laughs> yeah, an udder is a finger booby. Oh my god. You don't have to get utter. You don't have to get fucking scientific on me. Okay. Last question, which is three questions in one. This comes from a podcast about something at APA something on Twitter. They got greedy with their question. They want to know where, but more importantly, mm-hmm. how and why. Brandon? Where? Where, how, and why? Where, bend over and I'll show you. Okay. How, slowly and angrily. And why? Because we like you. Well, podcast about something. I hope you got your money's worth. This is the vaguest question we had. In some ways, the vaguest. In other ways, the most specific question. Mm -hmm. Well, everyone can exhale now. We finished. We answered all the questions on my list here. This was fun. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. Yes, thank you. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tennis Pod so the next time we do this, you can participate. Isn't that fun? To participate? It's yeah. the best. Yeah. It's the best. You can interact with us. Sometimes I check Twitter during the day. It would be great. Th- this, is, this is so great. I'm, I need to wipe this tear from my eye. Let's close out with some Apple Podcast reviews. Read them. First comes from Jim00. He is uh, from the Never Never A Straight Answer podcast. He says, make sure you check out the Tennis Podcast, funny and interesting and always makes me want more. Get subscribed to this gem, great topics and hosts. He's addicted? Leave Jim alone. He's just trying to be nice. He's addicted to our podcast. Oh, he always wants more. He's Chasing yeah. the dragon. But do you ever leave our recording sessions and think, man, I want some more? <laughs> or do you I think, think I've t- had about enough? My, I, think, uh, I think my tank is full. I can take this tank and I can run in all the way to next week. One more here from Wisco Kayla. That person says, quote, just here to support an amazing podcast, Smiley Face, end quote. Thank you. For your smiley face. Thank you for the smiley face. Did she rate us one star though? (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, we've only had one one star review to date by that person that that thought we were holier than thou, remember? Oh, yeah. Well, I am. Guess what? I talked to God this morning and he said, you're a piece of shit and I'm awesome. 
Oh, uh, like Nick's a piece of shit and Brandon's awesome? No, the guy who said that. Yeah, that's what holier than thou. He said, he, God was like, dude, you're so awesome. I know. It's hard not to walk around and puff my chest out about it. You're always telling me how good I am. And if he thinks you're good, just imagine how good he thinks I am. And I, I do mean, when I say he, I do mean capital H, he, of course. Holier than lowercase t, thou. Well, thank you, Wisco Kayla. Thank you, Jim. And everyone out there, if you leave us a five-star rating and write a review for us on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on this show. Even if it insults us. Especially if it insults us. This has been episode 45. The Big Five Zero is coming up soon. And Brandon, next week, um, since we're a little off schedule here, just letting you know, I will have the top 10 list for episode 46. Excellent. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Hope you have a nice America's birthday. Independence Day. We'll see you next week. Bye.